With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jared McCann's not coming off my power play. There's one problem, though, with that. I'm not the coach. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates right where you found this. It's Penguins versus Devils tonight at PPG Paints Arena. Face-off is at 7.08. I'll be there covering that for DK Pittsburgh Sports. First of three home games in a row against the Devils. Baseball-type series, except for those, you know, days spacing it out in between. This is kind of the dry spell, I think, of this strange season. I spoke yesterday on a show about the relative unimportance of where you finish in the division. Yeah, home ice is always nice. No one's going to turn it down. But you're also not going to slam your forehead against a cement wall to get it. The Penguins need to play better hockey. They need to keep improving. They need to keep upgrading their overall defensive capabilities. Something that the players want to do, you can see it. Something that the coaches want to instill in them, but sometimes it involves more than want to. And especially with Jeff Carter being new, uh, other bodies going in and out depending on health status, it's going to be a little bit complicated. But the other thing that you can do in a period like this is to keep finding out more about the good things that are happening right in front of you. And one of those good things, unmistakably, has been the performance of Jared McCann, wait for it, on the power play. Everyone's been excited about what McCann's done overall. And he has been really good. I mean, he's really visible, for one thing. His skating, his confidence, his presence on the puck. He just looks, I feel like for the first time really over a sustained period anyway, as a Penguin, he looks like he belongs. He looks like a top six forward who has no intention whatsoever of coming out of the top six, and good for him. 12 goals, 11 assists in 32 games, plus six rating. He's taken care of business. 76 shots on goal and a 15.8% shooting percentage. I've said for the longest time that all he needed to do was to shoot the puck and he'd get goals. 
because he has a really, really good shot. It's dangerous, as we saw in Buffalo, from anywhere on the rink. And I'm referring, of course, to that goal that he banked off Dustin Koharski's backside from the lower left corner of the Buffalo zone. But even those numbers aren't the ones that jump out at me. The one that, that should leap out at everyone is six power play goals. He's tied with Brian Rust for the team lead. Jake Gensel has five. Sidney Crosby has four. Jared McCann. And when you watch him on the power play, if you just isolate on him, and if you're going to the rink tonight, do that, because he's going to be on power play one. No one's coming back that quickly, meaning not Kasperi Kapanen, not Evgeny Malkin. Just watch him. Watch 19 out there on the first unit. And you'll see that he never stops moving. He's a constant variable. Penalty-killing units, penalty-killing coaches hate that. That was what drove them nuts about Phil Kessel. No, I'm not comparing McCann to Kessel. They're not similar players. They're not the same hand. They're not the same pedigree. They're not anything. But it's the same variable that goes into it. The number one problem that the Penguins' first power play had back when we were all still fussing over that early in the season was that they were outrageously static. They would just plant themselves into their designated spots and barely budge from there. Pass, 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 pass. Intercepted, out. Set up again. Pass, 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 pass. Rinse and repeat. That's how it went with that group. McCann comes in, and he's always had a little bit of a, this is going to sound like an insult, and it's not. He's always had kind of a headless chicken quality to him, okay? <laughs> I don't know how else to word that. But when he gets into the, the zone, he's just, I don't know that he knows where he's going to end up. But his feet are moving. And because he's a shooting threat, to repeat myself, from anywhere, that's kind of what Kessel had going for him, too. Kessel didn't move as much, but he could, and he did on occasion. But the other thing that Kessel could do is step off the boards. He could step off the boards. He'd get it over on that left wall, and he'd look. He'd see if maybe he could hit Sid. You know which pass I'm talking about, that one where he would thread it through to the opposite edge of the crease? Or he'd take a shot. But either option had to be respected by the goaltender and by all four sets of penalty-killing sticks on the ice. They had to respect both options. Oh, and by the way, Phil could also just dish cross point. He could do a lot of different things. Again, McCann isn't that complete. He isn't that mechanical. But because he's moving around so much, it actually looks like what he's achieving is an accident. And I don't think it is. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T, Sportsnet, Pittsburgh. You get free DVR. There's no such thing as installation. No contracts. Cancel any time. Best of all, because you're listening to this someday award-winning program, 
you get a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month by going to FuboTV.com slash DK right now. FuboTV.com slash DK. McCann, by keeping his feet moving and by keeping his brain in shoot-first-think-later mode, offers the power play something that it egregiously lacked before. In my mind, he has to stay on that unit. I don't know that he will. I, I'm never numb to the concept that the Penguins, to a certain degree, have to be coached by their names. That's been true of this franchise for nearly four decades now with all the stars that they've had. If you pull a name off of the power play, you are potentially upsetting a lot of different things, more than just power play one. So you've got to do it in a way that makes sense not only for the power play, but also for the you know, all the other stuff, the broader culture. So who's on power play one? Want to do that? Want to do that? Go ahead. Go ahead. You first. (laughs) It's no fun, is it? All right. Well, let's say that Sidney Crosby is on the unit. All right. I'll take the lowest hanging fruit. And let's put Chris Letang on it, because he's also been very good on the power play. Really, really good, actually. Not getting nearly enough credit for the season he's having in general. And with those two and McCann, we're already up to three. And, oh, by the way, Evgeny Malkin is back in our lineup now in this scenario. So I don't want to be the one to, say, get 71 off the unit, but at the same time... You know, I've kind of liked having two point men, haven't you? Meaning two defensemen. I haven't seen anywhere near as many uh, shorthanded lapses and breakaways and two-on-ones. They still happen, but it hasn't been as many. Two defensemen is a nice thing to have out there. And then what? Then comes the choice between Jake Gensel, who does go to the front of the net, by the way. And as I mentioned, he also has a significant amount of power play goals, five. And he's got a a pretty good retrieval capability. That was something that Chris Kunitz used to do really, really well, uh, especially when he was a little younger. Uh, And that means, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, when the puck just gets loose on the power play. There's a rebound or a missed shot or a missed pass. Uh, You always want players out there who have the ability to go and get it back. That way you don't have to go all the way back to your own zone to collect it. Jake's good at that. Jake's good at everything. And then you've got Rust. Taking him off? Hmm. (laughs) Told you. (laughs) Rust is tied 
with McCann. And Rust is right-handed. And Rust is playing on that side that McCann has actually been pretty effective from, even though it's not a one-timer side for him, meaning that he, he stays on his left side and he's left-handed. It's just, man, are there times, you know, when you really respect what a coach does a little more than others, this this has to be one of them. This is not going to be a picnic. You can say, this is kind of the cop-out answer, that, look, there's so much offensive talent that we're just going to have a legit power play one and a legit power play two, and we're going to get Kapanen involved, and we're going to get Mike Matheson and that big shot involved, and Jeff Carter. I didn't even mention Jeff Carter, who spent his entire life on power play one. Didn't even mention Carter. We can say that you're going to have two legit units, but you know and I know power play one is going to hang out on the rink for a minute and a half. You know that. So you can say that, and you can have power play two practice really, really hard and get the same amount of drills and everything else in those sessions, but when the games happen and power play one is out there, they're not just going to go flying to the bench. Certainly not if they maintain possession the way they're expected to. I don't know. I'm going to take my own version of the cop-out and say that I want the can on Power Play 1. And I don't even have to offer a solution because they're not paying me to do that. When we come back, just one question. back it's time for just one question that's always brought to you on this program by the good people at the greater pittsburgh community food bank where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western pennsylvania give them a shout give them a hand go to pittsburghfoodbank.org make sure you spell that out pittsburghfoodbank.org one dollar is all it takes to provide up to five meals Today's question comes from Dan, who, in referring back to the loss in Buffalo, asks, what's concerning for me were some of the miscues and the lethargy by the first line. Rust, in particular, seemed off. He missed the net at least once, had a few half-hearted passes that killed possession. My concern is that the first line has had to carry the team and log so much ice time with the almost complete loss of the second line such a big part of the season is this an issue and should sully ratchet back ice time as the pens playoff status becomes more solid i've had thoughts to that effect dan about the first line and what i've done every time i've had those thoughts is i've checked the game logs and they actually aren't playing that much uh, you're still seeing an average ice time for Sid, for example, in the 20 to 21 minute range. Sid in a perfect world is getting you around 19. That's not new. That's not Sid got old and we're trying to take it easy on him. 
Sid's always been around that pace. Those of us who go way back in following Pittsburgh hockey can remember Yarmir Yager routinely getting 27, 28, my God, even more than that, minutes a game. Uh, Mario would do that too. And the two of them, of course, had, let's say, uh, crafty ways of pacing themselves. There, how did I do on that? But they did. I mean, they, they, they weren't buzzing around the zone. They weren't doing the stuff that Sid does uh, down deep. Uh, well, Yager did. But Yager did his crafty uh, conserving of energy in the, other, in the other zone. Sid just doesn't stop. Sid's motor has one gear. And his coaches, plural, have always respected that. You've n- very, very rarely seen him run up a big ice time figure even in playoffs because they know that there's a certain way that he has to go there's a certain pace that he expects of himself that he can only achieve if he's logging x amount of ice time uh gino's not much different gino's always been in the same range so are we really talking about gensel and rust well to further go at your initial point you say that the first line's been carrying the team but the numbers don't support that either the Penguins have gotten more and better contributions from their supporting cast in the past month than they had at any other point in the season. If anything, the first line's been kind of, I don't want to say they're not getting carried, but they're being supported. They're being supported. Uh, when they were getting goals out of, you know, Freddie Goudreau and uh, Radim Zahorna, and Anthony Angelo and and and, and everybody else, you know, Teddy Bluger is back now. Um, they've gotten real contributions. I mentioned McCann extensively in the first segment. Uh, they're actually doing okay in that regard. Now, Sullivan has actually addressed the point that you bring up. So I, I want to share that too. Sullivan entered the month of March openly speaking about wanting to make sure that what you're describing didn't happen. And when you look at the success that the team had and how balanced the scoring was and how much scoring they did, they're one of the NHL's top scoring teams in the past six weeks. I I would say that his plan worked on all levels not least of which is that making sure that these guys don't burn out. But is it something to keep an eye on the rest of the way? Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about that. Thanks for the question, Dan, and thanks to everybody for listening. We'll do another Daily Shot of Penguins tomorrow after the game. Park University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. 
your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.